Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast. I'm your host, Jess Palmer, and in today's episode, we have my very special internet bestie, Caroline Caruso, here with us today on the show to talk about her journey with mental health, her business, and all that good stuff. Caroline is a business coach, a yin yoga teacher, and a death doula, amongst so many other different things. So hello, Caroline. Welcome. So happy Hi, to have Jess. you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, this is such a treat. Caroline and I became friends over quarantine, very random, through Corona Fest, which was a grassroots virtual festival that Caroline was helping to facilitate. And I saw her face. I was like, she's pretty. I got to be her friend. I got to find her on Instagram. And then I did. And it's been a love story ever since. <laughs> mm, you're so sweet. I remember meeting you and you were so helpful about small business and we really connected over that and just starting it and how it can be awkward asking for help and being mm -hmm. vulnerable and lots of voice memos exchanged. Lots of voice memos, a lot of support and it's been an honor to grow with you as friends and as colleagues in the realm that we work in. And so we'll just get right into it. So for those of us who don't know you, could you please give us some insight into the life of Caroline and how your journey with mental health has brought you here? Yes, great question. So I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, did the typical track, stayed in state for college, did accounting and really started my mental health journey. When I was 21, I broke up with my five year boyfriend. He was my first boyfriend, high school sweetheart. And I really hit a breaking point. Everything lost purpose. I didn't know what I believed in spiritually, life purpose wise, everything, nothing felt fulfilling. So mm. I found myself in the therapist chair at 21 that summer when I was all alone. And I came to terms with a lot of things about codependency, addiction, what that looks like. And yeah, that really launched me. So that was back in 2013. And then for the next seven years, it's been a huge self-help journey. I ended up moving to Denver for my full-time job and did accounting and was miserable by the end of it, my career. So I ended up just quitting and deciding to travel the world instead. And I found a lot of joy and light with that, but a lot of depression and aloneness and struggles too on the road. So I ended my travels with COVID. I was in Colombia and then rushed back home in mid-March when everything was going down. So I kind of started yin yoga and the business this summer. I call it a COVID baby, but lot, lots on this journey. I've been on it for a while. <laughs> I like the COVID baby. I resonate with that. You definitely have flourished since COVID. That's for sure. Planted those seeds of success. And now here you are. Mm. I feel that. Yes. I feel very strongly that your journey has shown you a lot of shadows in yourself, but also a lot of light too. And loneliness and sitting with those feelings of discomfort and it can be hard to navigate them. And I feel like for you, you hold that space and you've learned to hold that space for yourself. And obviously you didn't always know how to. Um, so what was something that kind of helped you learn to hold better space for yourself? Yeah, holding space for myself. I still think that's a huge edge for me. Holding space for others 
definitely it's yeah. helped by um, having my own experiences, like a lot of family members with alcoholism or bipolar, depression. And then I volunteered at a mushroom retreat center in the Netherlands last year. And that was a week where it was five days of two heavy trips for people. And I was mm. like this sober sitter in a way. And I learned so much because all of the volunteers had so much background in trauma and counseling and just like perspective on tripping. So that really like launched my holding space career, I would say. <laughs> that sounds like such a wild experience. Way to be on the other side of that coin and to be the one to hold the space and help the journey. That's wow. That's yeah, it was really powerful. I like could never take that experience back. It it really changed me because a lot of the people who were coming to this mushroom retreat, it was truffles technically, that's what's legal in the Netherlands, but they were older. They were like in their 60s and had so much trauma, sexual wow. assault, depression for decades and just like holding space for them and watching them cry and release and process was really really beautiful. So looking back then on your journey overall, what is one instance that stands out the most and what great lesson did you learn from this experience besides holding the space at the mushroom retreat? Cause that's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say the biggest pivot for me in my mental health journey was back in 2015, I had just graduated college and I got extremely depressed, got on Prozac for the first time, and then ended up having a lot of struggles and had to end up getting on a mood stabilizer. And I moved to Denver all alone and I moved into a really nice apartment, had a great full-time job and had everything lined up. And like on paper, my life seemed so great. And I was just at the psychiatrist's office and she told me that I had to be completely sober as I was adjusting to the mood stabilizers and I felt super low and just felt so, yeah, hopeless. And it was scary. I think it's really scary dealing with mental illness at a young age. There's so much stigma around it. And that's why I love you, Jess, because you really unstigmatize everything and there's a lot of shame and going into the corporate world I was not able to share my story I can't talk about the mood stabilizers or struggling with it ended up being a thyroid issue and that was really hard so just like having a really great team to support me and getting out of that alone was really difficult in a new city but it changed my life forever and you overcame it with so much perseverance right because especially when you're in a dark place like that especially too when you were at like the pinnacle of your success I say in quotation marks right you had everything you could have wanted or needed and you were in like a high level of your life and you still were struggling with your own inner workings and traumas and fears and self-living beliefs you know and I think that just goes to show which leads you know farther down your journey of becoming a digital nomad is that those types of environments aren't for everybody and society's idea of success and what makes us happy and fulfilled really does look differently for everyone. And it sucks when we try to fit ourselves into these boxes that we think is where we're supposed to go, 
when really it's draining our life force because it's not really in alignment at all with what we're supposed to be doing. So obviously you're here now doing what you're meant to be doing. And I think that's a very powerful point to look back and be like, wow, I overcame that time in my life where I felt like I had no direction or I felt like I was living without purpose, even though I had everything I could have needed. Yeah, exactly. It's a really confusing time and it definitely helped having a therapist. That was the biggest thing. I had a great one. You would have loved her. She was all about meditating. She introduced me to Brene Brown. She told me to write a list of what anchors me. She gave me a lot of tools and the encouragement to really process a lot of trauma that I was going through. Mm. So that was really, really nice to have her. Therapy is so great, especially when you find the right therapist. And for those listening, if you are not in therapy and you are in need of support, finding a good therapist, although it can be a little tricky, when you find the right one, stick with them because they will help you as long as you're open to the help. And I think that's it too. People are like, oh, I'm in therapy, but they're not really showing up to do the work for themselves. You know, they're going because that's what they think they have to do. And I think that's also a thing too. Therapy is not just the therapist guiding the person there. You know, it's active work on both sides. So, and you are someone who does that. You know, we've talked about um, in private conversations, you know, things that have unfolded in therapy for you. And I really admire that you're someone who's so proactive in your therapy sessions because not everybody is. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Uh, if you, uh, so if you could go back in time, what piece of advice would you give yourself when you were in the throes of your depression? Yeah, I, you had prepped me for this question, and I think it's hard because honestly, I am feeling a little depressed right now. So it's like hard to give yourself advice yes. when you're in this. But when I am happy and there is the light at the end of the tunnel, I think it's just like remembering it's all going to work out and this will make more sense when you're out of it. And Mm. I really get encouraged by just remembering there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I do believe that. Mm. So what are ways that even in a depressive way wave, could you show up like this for yourself? Like, so when you're, you're in this space now, how can you bring that light back in what comes to mind? Yeah, what helps me is getting ready for the day. So I took a shower today (laughs) and talking to people, talking to friends like you that really remind me of my strengths. Um, Reading really helps me when I I tend to be depressed. I don't want to read or consume anything. Working out is super helpful, but yeah, it's hard. I'm also on my period too. So I'm just like sad Sally over here. Like I'm just depressed. Like I'm laying in bed (laughs) eating ice cream. So it it is what it is. Like it's, it's okay. Ice cream's okay. (laughs) Ice cream's okay. Any day of the week. Happy, sad. So self-soothe the way you have to for you, you know, and Mm -hmm. it, it makes me bring up this question. So how do you find balance with your mental health in the realm of your business and being self-employed? What does motivating yourself look like when you're in these places? Yeah, I think my business has been a saving grace in a way because it forces me to show up every day. And for me, it's helpful to have my calendar booked and like have appointments going. So I try to say yes to things like this podcast. It's like, I'll obviously I do anything for you, but I try to say yes to a lot of things and make sure I have a lot of interactions because it does help me when I'm, I have zoom time 
with people who expand me. So making sure that I, I have clients really helps and just being consistent with my community, engaging really helps with the mental health. So being of service and keeping up that community and like you taught in Virgo vibes, our core desired feelings. So do you tend to kind of reflect on those two to keep yourself motivated? Yeah, definitely. My core desired feelings, I love feeling creative, inspired, feminine. And I would say typically, like I build my life around those. And this summer, I just posted about it, but I've been so incredibly busy and exhausted. I've had a ton of family issues come up. We're in family therapy and it's been draining and I'm trying to feel empowered and make the right choices for me. And I think that's the best thing, but honestly, I've just been really busy and depressed and had like the world is on fire. My family's on fire and just like healing that, like I'm focusing on healing it. And sometimes I think it's just like, yeah, this is going to fucking suck. And like, I'm not going to have a morning ritual right now. Like I'm just not. And that's kind of the rebel in me. Like I'm clinging to the suffering. And for me, that's like what I want to cling to right now, but I'm getting out of the weeds. I just honor you and for showing up today, just one for yourself and two for the podcast. I appreciate you being here and three honoring where you're at, you know, and not judging yourself for it because when we resist these waves, as you know, it makes them so much worse and so much harder to navigate. It makes it harder in our business. It makes it harder in our relationships, you know, like, honoring where you're at and being like, you know what, I'm just not in the fucking mood for a morning routine right now. I have no energy to put into all these other things, but I'm going to focus on the things that I know will give me that sort of spark of hope. Even if it's kind of small, you know, you're focusing on the things that help keep that flame lit, but it is tough when the whole rest of the world around you seems to be falling to pieces, you know, but showing up and honoring yourself is the first step, which is what you're doing. And again, always showing compassion to yourself is my biggest piece of advice because, you know, who's going to love you more than you at the end of the day besides you, you know, and if you can hold space for yourself in a loving way and not judgmental not putting so much pressure on yourself to have it all figured out, like that's the most you can do. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And I hope the audience knows like I am, I am in therapy. I I have a business coach. I am getting help, but I do think it's important to kind of recognize I'm just transparent. Like I'm tired of the bullshit and I'm not going to come on here and be like, I did this and I did that. (laughs) I'm, I I love helping people and I'll give my clients the advice that I don't take, but yeah, I'm a hundred percent honest right now. I love it though. I love this energy because I was like, I don't know what to expect on today's show. Let's see what's going to unfold. But I really, again, admire your authenticity. And in yesterday's episode that I posted, I shared that I too have been in a lower wave and we've talked about it. You know, we're friends outside of just podcasting and the interwebs, you know, but it's okay to be in those spaces. It's totally valid and normal to be. And especially because you've put so much work within the last five months now since March, which is just crazy. It's just you're at a point where now it's time to integrate and rest. And that's a part of the process too of owning a business and being an evolving human being. And as a Scorpio woman, I mean, you're constantly on this journey of transformation and that's why you're here. You know, you're meant to go through these really tough, hard times so you can 
learn from them, learn what works and then take those tools and help other people. You know, like it's all about learning from your own experiences, which you're doing. So uh, what is one self-care act or one tool, book or practice that has helped you find acceptance and self-compassion during this time? Yeah, I think taking a bath every night, that is something I commit to. And last night I had cacao, which is great. Mm. And in the bath, and I always watch Netflix in the bath, like taking a salt bath has been absolutely incredible for me. And a book, I love anything by Brene Brown and Pema Chodron. Her book, When Things Fall Apart by Pema Mm. is really great. I have not been reading this entire quarantine for some reason, but I've read a ton of books in the past and those have always offered a huge sense of relief and peace. Mm. Anything by Brene Brown, I feel like is, is really empowering stuff, you know, just to show up and do the work and to be your authentic self. I think she's just a rock star. So I appreciate the recommendations and I wrote down when things fall apart because I've heard that a few times. So I feel like that's a, that's meant for me to read. Definitely. All right, Caro. So as a Scorpio woman who has gone through the flames of transformation quite a few times and you've arrived home to yourself quite a few times in different forms, you know, we always arrive back at the house a little different each time from our journey. So I ask you, what does coming home to yourself mean to you? What does that look like? Yeah, I love this question because coming home was my theme for 2020. And it was just ironic because I was planning for a year of travel abroad and I got that for a few months and then I had a literal coming home. So I was like, okay, is is the goal succeeded? But for me, it's being able to be quiet with yourself and comfortable and just really recognize your needs and being able to fulfill yourself. But I definitely struggle Mm. and you told me this too with my chart. I need partnership and my family gets annoyed because I say, (laughs) if I just had this man in my life, it would be complete. And they're like, Caroline, you can't say that. I'm like, no, but actually it feels like that when I'm in a relationship, I automatically feel so much better. And I don't know. I, I really hope I can come home to myself, but I, I do think that extra edge of come feeling home yes. is with a partner. A hundred percent. And I like your honesty with that because I feel like most people are like, I'm an independent person and I don't need nobody to, you know, make me happy. And not that you do, it's just that you're honest and say, Hey, like I've worked on coming home to myself. I've worked on fulfilling my own needs. And from this place of self-fulfillment, I then recognize that I do live a higher experience when I'm in a conscious partnership, you know, and it's, that's okay. And I I like your honesty because I feel like most people wouldn't go there because in this day and age, it's like, Oh, it's so trendy to like, be single and like not date anybody and like feel the feels and yeah it's for a purpose right we're all raising together as a collective consciousness but like it's totally okay to say hey i operate better in a relationship and yeah you have a libra venus and for anybody who has libra placements like libras like relationships i have a libra venus too so as a single person yeah i feel that it's like you get this sort of not grounding but it's a healthy dependency it's like healthy companionship and it, conscious communication and connection is very fulfilling. And 
I think when you do the inner work of coming home to yourself and you do fulfill your own needs, that's the most ideal place to then build off that foundation of what you want to call in. A hundred percent. That's a whole nother episode we can do about conscious relationships because I feel like oh, that's, I a know whole, it. that's a whole nother ball game, man. All right, Carol, where do you find community and support? Where do you feel lit up and connected? Yes. I host cacao ceremonies every month. You've joined them, and those are fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. After my first one, I just felt so on fire, and I love sharing about trauma and talking about the taboos that nobody talks about. And I also love just, like, community groups, like Al-Anon is great. What else? I mean, Zoom. I'm trying to think. I've done group programs during quarantine. That has been amazing. And those are the biggest now, but when it's not COVID, I really love traveling and being in community at hostels. I worked Mm. at a surf camp in Costa Rica and lived on a school bus with six other girls. And that was awesome. So So I definitely thrive non-pandemic, but I think a lot of people feel the same way too. Totally. We have so much uncertainty of where this world is heading. So it's hard to kind of paint the picture of the future especially for people like you who love to travel a lot yes what advice do you have for those listening who might be navigating a rough wave yeah that's great I think the biggest thing is being honest with yourself and being aware of what's going on and then from that point asking for help if you feel like you need it For me, I need to ask for help. I need to talk through things and other people, they need space and they need to Mm. process it. So figuring out what your process is. And I do think that therapy is kind of a requirement. If you're in a rough wave, some sort of coach, therapist, and you can find a great one on psychology today, but therapists are trained for different issues and finding someone who really resonates with you is crucial yeah a thousand percent it's like taking that first step towards that action of change is reaching out and finding that proper support that works well for you and some that is a coach or a therapist or even their pcp and just reaching out like hey i'm struggling can you provide me resources you know i feel like people when they're in these rough spots it's very easy to isolate and be like no one's going to help me because no one understands and this is how I feel and it's it's hard to bring in that self-awareness and understanding and compassion being like it's okay to reach out for help especially if you don't know what's on the other side of that and we like to think we can do it all on our own because in the society we're sort of pushed to do everything on our own to be again in quotes successful and abundant and fulfilled when we're meant to be on this planet to connect with each other and to collaborate. And it's not meant to be hermited all alone all the time. So I think that's really solid advice is to find that support for sure. Mm -hmm. And where can others connect with you, Miss Caroline? Yeah, so I have Instagram at Love by Caro or my Facebook group, Love by Caro Community. You can always email me, lovebycaro at gmail.com. So that's like, C-A-R-O is how you spell Caro. (laughs) And I love chatting. Instagram definitely is my bread and butter. And this is true. I mean, when I creepily followed Caroline, the first thing she did was send me a voice memo. And I was like, yep, we're gonna be friends. That's it. You're so nice. Just reaching out and saying hello. (laughs) 
So if you guys want to connect with Carol, you absolutely should. Um, we share each other stuff a lot. So if you follow me at Half Moon Healings, we'll see each other from definitely throughout the week. We like to connect and I don't know, lift each other up. And I really appreciate you being here. And I appreciate our friendship a lot. And I'm sure the listeners really took a lot home with them with what you had to offer today. So thank you, Caroline. Oh, thank you. It was an honor being here. And just like one last piece of advice for people is just know that like this life is worth it. And even though sometimes it sucks, like it really is worth it to stay on this planet and find what lights you up and you will find that. And these moments of darkness are learning lessons and it, when you feel pain, you'll also feel extreme amounts of joy. So Mm. if you're in a painful spot like me, just know we'll, we'll get out of it. (laughs) That's right. Those words are medicine. Absolutely. I felt it in my heart space when you were saying that. So thank you for that. And for anyone who would like to connect more, uh, you can join the You Are Not Alone Facebook community, which I'll have linked in the show notes. And if you'd like to connect with me more, you can find me at halfmoon-healings.com or on Instagram at halfmoonhealings. And thank you all for being here. We're sending all of our love.